Hey, HBs. Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends chat about life and love, all while recapping our latest romance read. Today, we're going to jump right into the book because I'm joined by Sarah Netsley as we talk about Can't Escape Love by Alyssa Cole. Here we go. Hi. Hi. How are you, Sarah? I am so excited to be here. Oh, yay. Thank you so much for coming back, especially on short notice. Oh, my gosh. You know, honestly, short notice is better for me. I don't overthink. Oh, Oh, yeah. This was the perfect length book for me to Mm -hmm. say, oh, yeah, I have to get to that. I have to get to that. Oh, God, I have to get to that. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm not saying I crammed my homework into one night last night, but I 100% (laughs) Cram my homework. Did that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Well, listener, we have Sarah Netsley, also known as Sarah Whitney, with us <laughs> today. You've heard her on the podcast before during the maternity leave lineup, and you did Beautiful Player with Erin, right? Mm-hmm. Excellent. That Christina Lauren deliciousness. And today we've got her back. I'm so excited. Yay. Thank you again for the invite. I uh, I was thrilled because mm. I can't get enough of talking about, listening to you all talk about romance novels <laughs> and occasionally talk about them with you. So. Yeah. Well, and Erin is currently at KissCon and our hearts are bleeding. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to there. Oh, It looks so amazing. I know. <laughs> I'm watching all of the, I actually did get to FaceTime in last night for the HB Uh, meetup, mm -hmm. only for like, you know, five minutes or whatever, because I wanted them to have their IRL joy. No, I'm picturing you on a tablet, just your face in an empty (laughs) chair. What what was that? Who said that? Who said that? (laughs) It was really fun. Actually, it was cute because Aaron like told everybody that I was on FaceTime and there was like a woo. And so then Ember came over and he was like, what's that? What are you doing? (laughs) And so he comes on the screen and then there was the giant huge so they like you (laughs) like they love your kid love ember (laughs) (laughs) i mean i super don't blame them so it's fine (laughs) anyway yeah i can't believe you're like right there and you didn't make it up uh i am two and a half hours away from where everybody is right now i i don't know what like i had a block in my brain that didn't even acknowledge the the opportunity to do this and so yeah i'm just down here couple hours south <laughs> in my house i know kicking around looking at just refreshing facebook sadly oh that looks fun i know i hope you're doing it from your library <laughs> uh, actually our library is fun our library is crammed right now we had to move everything in there so every box of books we haven't unpacked yet is uh-huh. is stacked up so we need to get in there and do some work my library is a very stressful place oh, right no. now i know right. but it's gonna be amazing it's going to be yeah, amazing. Yeah, it really is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then Tanya's going to visit, and it'll never be the same. She, well, she's going to move in, and she's never going to leave. <laughs> and that's gonna I'm be, good with that. I know. She's going to be our library gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> but but the most, the, the cutest gargoyle. The cutest, oh, like the best so hair. pretty. Ugh. <laughs> Luminous gargoyle skin. Uh-huh. Yes. Her lip game is always on point. By the way, uh-huh. I have to thank the cult. Oh. I went from someone who wears lipstick never uh-huh. To someone who carries with her three different kinds of lipstick in her purse at all times. Three different <laughs> shades. And pray tell, which one is it? Um, well, I'm using the Maybelline, you know, the, the, the matte ink. Stay? Of course, the Superstay. Oh, get it. I have Seductress and I have uh, Amazonian. 
Those were sent mm. to me by Tanya because I didn't know how to pick. And she was like, I'll just pick some for you. Just happy birthday. Here you go. Man, she's so good at that. She's so good at that. She, she didn't yeah. even look at my face when she did it. We were at a distance and she just mailed them to me. And then I also have um, Pioneer and I love them. I love them all. Thank you, Cult. They work for me. I put them on and my husband will say, oh, you look really nice. And it's not like he's saying Ooh. your lips look good. He just notices. Oh. It elevates, I know. So anyway, Cult, thank you. You made me a functioning lipstick wearing adults and i appreciate Ah, that it's so brilliant (laughs) it's so brilliant well and we also have to talk about your big giant news (laughs) she has some big giant news everybody which has already been in the you know it's in it's in the cult it's out there but yes i'm still really excited um i write romance contemporary romance under sarah whitney Mm -hmm. and one of my books was a finalist for the golden heart awards in 2019 that's the what i've been telling people who don't know is it's like the oscars for romance writers Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you've got the ritas for published authors and then you have the golden heart awards for pre-published authors those of us who (laughs) thank you those of us who don't you know haven't haven't landed an agent haven't got a publishing contract haven't done this the indie pub thing so i have entered for three years this is the first year i final this is the last year for the golden hearts they're doing away with it for a lot of reasons the RWA has its ways. Uh, and so I just, you know, I, one last time I thought, let's throw it out there. I did some edits yeah. to it. Didn't expect anything. Just thought I'd do it just to say I did it. And they, uh, they call the morning that they release the names, they call all the finalists. Mm-hmm. And so everybody who's entered tries not to stare at their phone. Uh-huh. all day waiting for that. Cause you know, you get all those ridiculous spam calls and you ignore them. That's the one day when you're like, please ring. Yeah, I'll answer any number, any number. <laughs> if you want, if you want to sell me insurance, that's I'll answer that that's, call. That's, that's fine. Right. Oh my, my car warranty is about to expire. Cool, tell me about that. <laughs> um, so when my phone rang, I I didn't want to. You know how it is. You don't want to get your hopes up. You don't want to. Totally. But that's what it was. So ah. I know it was really. It was. It was great. It's. It's just. It's. And I've met the the other finalists. All you know have have gathered in different groups on social media and things. And it's these amazing women who have such similar journeys and such similar challenges and and goals and and frustrations and and things that drive them. It's. It's just. Oh, it's been amazing. So. Yay. Yeah. That's. That's. Big news that I'm still sort of on cloud nine, and uh, I swear I don't use that many cliches when I write. Uh, and I'm going to go to RWA this summer. So if you're going to be at RWA, anybody doing the um, the reader signings or anything like that, um, I know mm-hmm. you are going to be possibly. Yeah, <laughs> I will be probably on the Saturday of RWA. I don't think I can make it during the week, but Saturday I'll be there. Let's meet up. Yes, let's do yeah. that. <laughs> let's see each other in person. What? <laughs> um, oh wait, is this also where we have our Michael versus Raphael fight? Is this where we throw down? Oh, no. I think we have to do that on a separate episode. Maybe <laughs> afterwards we can record a special Patreon episode because I am ready. Raph for life. Raph forever. I don't know why you have to uh, dismiss <laughs> Michael's beautiful loyal charms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So today I chose a book for our thing and I sort of had you in mind. <laughs> Alyssa Cole just came out with her second novella in the Reluctant Royal series. So we are doing Can't Escape Love, a Reggie story. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Same. When you suggested it, I didn't put together the name, the author, and the side character I loved so much Yeah. in her sister's book. And so once I read the description, I was like, oh, oh, 
the mm-hmm. girls with glasses runner. So yeah. that was really exciting. I've been so excited about this book since that scene in A Princess in Theory. Yeah, A Princess in Theory. Yes. Where she blocks him with her va-va-voom red wheelchair as he's going after oh, Naledi. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, and then I also loved her in Portia's book. Did you read A Duke by Default? Okay, here's my confession. I've only read A Duke by Default. Oh, I know, I know, I know. I don't know how that happened, especially because you did A Princess in Theory, didn't you? Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I don't know how it is that I skipped the one you did. And yeah, but um, I I loved I loved Portia's story so much, Uh and I cannot get enough of Reggie calling herself a pineapple and Portia a pear. Oh, no. She's so squishy. (laughs) (laughs) So this book, Mm -hmm. there's no conflict. It's pure joy. It's pure joy. If I'm ever having a bad day, this is now on my Kindle and I can just spend Mm -hmm. three hours with smart, interesting people falling in love and it's resolved in 20 minutes and it's so, it's pure joy. It is. Yeah. Thank you for picking this. (laughs) Yeah. There is a conflict like that happens and we will certainly get to it. But it's just like so goddamn mature Mm -hmm. that I can't even the hero. So we'll get into it more. But the hero is on the spectrum. And somehow for like, you know, for the right woman, it basically makes him a romantic superhero Mm -hmm. because he's just like no bullshit. Anytime he thinks something that's awesome, he just immediately says it. And I love that he's so decisive he's just like i don't know i think i should talk to this lady on the phone let's do it and so he asks there's no waffling there's no nonsense and he might think in the back of his mind "Ooh, this is maybe too abrupt but i'm gonna do it anyway yeah and what i love is that that makes him the perfect match for her because she is braced for every bad reaction she's Mm -hmm. ever gotten from anybody in her life and every time the things he says that other people might get upset with him about are perfect they're exactly what she needs (sighs) it's so wonderful and he's a cinnamon roll he's the sweet perfect cinnamon half of my notes are just cinnamon roll i know i know he's so yummy have you seen the amy schumer growing uh special she did a comedy special while she was pregnant it's on netflix no okay well Well, on my list (laughs) yeah she spends a little bit of time talking about her husband And, you know, everybody in the media was like, oh, my gosh, he came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, they're married. They're pregnant. They're doing all the things. And she talks about it a little bit. She's like, my husband was originally diagnosed with Asperger's. That doesn't exist anymore. But he's on the spectrum. And, like, I love it because he's perfect for me. He cannot lie to me. It's great. She says that, you know, at one point she'll be like, she'll be like, hey, do I look okay in this? And he'll be like, well, I mean, you have a lot of other clothes, you know. (laughs) You could pick anything else. If you're, you're not feeling good in it, go go pick something else. And she's like, oh, he, he, yeah, that's totally. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I need more of that feedback in my life. I actually. know, right? <laughs> I know. Anyway. So, okay. Should we jump in? Can we start with the cover? Yes. So as... Of course we can. <laughs> I mean, let's just, if we're going to do this, let's do this, right? Yeah. As someone who who is writing romance and is looking at possibly indie pubbing versus not, I've been looking at a lot of covers. And let me tell you, covers are hard. And this cover is perfect. This cover is brilliant. And I know I cannot speak from uh, personal authority on this, but I believe when you have characters of color, it is really hard to find 
good covers because so many of the cover models are thin white models. Mm, and sure, so, sure, sure. Uh, you know, that's, that's one of the challenges. And I think it's why you see a little bit more of the cartoon type covers that you see mm-hmm. with a lot of folks. And so, but this is, it's, it's two characters. They're, they perfectly match their descriptions. Oh. They're happy. She's in the wheelchair. I mean, just the work that went into making the perfect cover. I so so appreciate. Yeah, I love it. I mean, and they're eating, they're sharing an ice cream sundae or something. And I really love that touch because so much of the novel is them cooking together or eating or how much of their food did you want to eat along with them? All of it. All of it. of it. I mean, the fact that there's a dessert and then dessert scene is pretty much the dream. <laughs> and choices, multiple flavors of tarts. There uh-huh. were many types of dessert. This uh, is He brought her a dessert buffet, you guys. <laughs> and I, dream get, man. Get you a man who brings you a dessert buffet. That's yes. all I'm saying. <laughs> After, oh my God, we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, the cover's beautiful. You know, you can see her wheelchair. It's just wonderful. So chapter one, Reggie. Reggie is Portia's twin sister from A Duke by Default. And um, she is the runner of Girls with Glasses, this geek website that is amazing. So can I just say I'm really angry with Alyssa Cole because in A Duke by Default, I personally need hot mess helper. Where the fuck are those YouTube mm-hmm. videos? Mm-hmm. I need somebody to make that in real life. God damn it. And she has given me my dream geek site where yes. it's streamlined and and intelligent, accessible. It's, inclusive. it's a safe space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, this- how dare you, Alyssa Cole, put this out into the world, but not let us have it for real. <laughs> <laughs> the Mary Sue is that a do you are you yeah I do I feel like it's but it's not it's not quite as comprehensive I mean this is such a full package although I got a little hivey reading about everything she was doing the the mentions and following me here and driving people there and I actually that was the thing that that rubbed me the most was like Oh God, the, the the pressure of everything she's trying to do and I know watch your follower count and throw on a filter See you, yeah. girl. I see you. But I, I mean, that felt a little. I, I mean, you market the podcast. You, did that feel too real for you? Um, you know, I don't think we market the podcast well quite like enough that. <laughs> for uh, we're not le- at that level yet. But I'm hoping to be at some, mm-hmm. you know, someday. So yeah, it's a lot, you know. And that's that's the conflict when we first jump in is that Reggie can't sleep. She's stressed. Mm-hmm. She's dealing with a lot. She's trying to make this geek website into a media empire, um, and she is gonna do it. Come hell or high water, she is. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. she's gonna do it well. She's not gonna oh, do it half assed. She's so good. <laughs> So she can't sleep and meds don't work. And her mom wants her to take this sleep study. And she had um, she's in a wheelchair because uh, she was sick when she was younger. I can't remember exactly what it was. She got meningitis. Was yes, it meningitis? Yes, yes. I think it was viral meningitis. Mm-hmm. So she's been dealing with the fallout of that since childhood. And she's like, I'm not going to voluntarily go lay in a hospital bed with wires hooked up to me all night. That just sounds like the recipe for never sleeping. <laughs> but... She does have one insomnia med that she absolutely needs, and that is the voice recording of this puzzle streamer that she happened upon a few years ago. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my gosh. What a great meet cute. (laughs) What a great meet cute. He's a puzzle streamer. 
Yes. <laughs> and she was his only follower. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they they had these like in public but very, very private, intimate chats for like three months. And at first you're like, oh, okay, she watched his stream. Good. But then you realize it was a it was a two-person stream. It was just a three-month conversation every single night when she was also building her site. So they're like giving each other feedback and it's just amazing. And all she can see of him basically is lower lip down. Uh-huh. So she sees those nice strong fingers doing Oh yeah, the dexterous fingers. Mm-hmm. Sarah. Dexterous. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that plump lower lip and the strong jawline. Oh, uh, so biteable. All I of just it. Can't mm-hmm. even. And all he sees of her is her anime cat avatar. Yes. And so he doesn't even know if she's a woman, really. Right. Uh, which is delish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she sends what she hopes is a non creepy email. And she is it's like, a li- it's a little creepy, isn't it? It's super creepy, especially <laughs> when she goes, I'm using this for non creepy purposes. Just like, <laughs> no, that okay, means lady. it's triply creepy. Yeah. <laughs> if you gotta say it. I know. Uh, <laughs> so she sends an email and she's hoping that she gets a response back because what she's requesting is a few hours of his recorded speech so that she can play it for herself and fall asleep. And she doesn't tell him that's what she wants it for. She's just requested and offered payment in return. And then we learn a little bit more about her dynamic with her family. We we learned more in Portia's book too, but her parents treat she and her sister really, really differently. And and what I what I love is that we find out it's it's damaging to both of them. Yes, uh, which in Portia's book she is so harmed by how her parents have treated her, and rightly so. Absolutely. And I mean, you get kind of a sense that maybe Reggie also might chafe under that a little bit, but here. I mean, this is like a Rashomon take on it, right? We have Portia's story, and then we have almost everything unfolding in real time at the same time. Yes. And we see how how hard Reggie has had it also with these same parents. Mm-hmm. It's just so beautifully crafted. Oh, Alyssa Cole, chef kiss. It absolutely is, yeah. Because in Portia's book, you can keenly feel her jealousy of her sister and her mm-hmm. sister's relationship with her parents because she's always pleasing her parents seemingly without any effort. She's just naturally doing it. And Portia is crumbling under that pressure. Meanwhile, now we learn that Reggie is not only really defensive of her sister in a way that Portia doesn't understand, Mm -hmm. but also, you know, she resents a lot of the assumptions that her parents make about her. And it, yeah, so they have a like a little text conversation and she's like, oh, I definitely cannot deal with this pressure at the moment. So Bye, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Which we've all had that conversation. Oh, with yeah. Parents we love. Yeah, no, I cannot be having this conversation anymore. Yeah, bye. We, I got a <laughs> meetings. Bye. <laughs> um, so then all of a sudden she gets an email response and she wasn't she was like 90 percent. He's not going to read this. 90 percent. He's not even going to get it because these <laughs> it's an old email or whatever. Which Portia found. We should yes. have. So he responds and he's like, so this is, yeah, it's weird, but I'm also kind of intrigued. And so why don't we talk on the phone? Mm-hmm. I love him. He just immediately is like, I feel like I should do this. So let's. Let's do it. Uh, 
So she doesn't want to call because part of her speech has been impacted by um, her recovery as well. She's gotten most, I mean, she's gotten all of her speech back, but apparently there's like a cadence that people can pick up on. And he describes it later that some words are clipped and some waver a little. So he, he, I think he probably hears it right away. And of course, because he's perfect, Uh, just rolls, doesn't say anything, just how she talks. I mean, because yeah, there's nothing to comment on. Yeah, of course. Yes. Everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so they talk on the phone and it is uh, immediately immediately she's like i forgot that his voice is not only soothing but it is fucking sexy okay (laughs) i love this his voice was deep like what the fuck even deep (laughs) reggie's inner monologue is the tits Uh it's so good Uh um so she's like kind of thinking, you know, I need to pull it together because this is not a romantic, sexy situation. I should not be reacting like this. And yet she's like, this guy is just drop dead sexy via voice. But then she makes him laugh and he laughs like a maniacal kitten. <laughs> I c- honestly couldn't wrap my head around it, but I love it. I love it. I could wrap my head around it and it would be jarring at first, but I love that. <laughs> It's one of those it's one of those things that really makes them once again really really good for each other mm-hmm. because it actually it's not jarring for her it puts her at ease it reminds her that you know she doesn't know what he looks like but she knows that he sounds r- like he's got a 12 pack and <laughs> and yet she's like but I this reminds me that he's a geek just like I am that mm-hmm. he's you know he's down to earth I sort of know this guy because we I listened to him talk for three months straight like it's very soothing to her once again a maniacal kitten laugh puts her at ease you guys like I don't know <laughs> Where if you were on a first date and the guy across from you busted out a maniacal kitten laugh, I think a lot of people would say, check, please. Oh, this is a (laughs) deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they have such a great conversation in here. Mm. Bing, boom, bong. Yeah. Geek culture with Sarah, I guess. Yes, please. Gatekeeping. Let's talk about gatekeeping real quick. Yep. Listener, if anybody comes up to you, looks at your t-shirt with, I don't care what, sports, comic books, movies, I don't care, and says, oh, how long have you been a fan? Oh, what was their first album? Oh, who illustrated the first appearance of the Green Lantern in 1960-whatever? You look them in the eye and you tell them to fuck off. Yeah. You do not owe your credentials. You do not owe an explanation to anybody who's trying to yuck your yum. Yep. Okay, because there is so much gatekeeping in comics, nerdery, sports, typically masculine endeavors women get it young people get it people of color get it fuck them yeah go fuck yourself that's all Um, and it delights me because i know michael has a comic shop Mm -hmm. he would never it makes me so happy to know that there are places out there where people can go where they're not greeted with oh you're probably interested in the romance comics do you want the yeah Yeah. (laughs) in fact we just had a conversation about that because um he was a little bit frustrated with some parents who were coming in with their young children and really sort of like forcing them to choose certain comics. And, you know, in his mind, especially with young kids who are not yet like really addicted to the hobby yet, Mm -hmm. he's like, that's a surefire way to make sure they're never interested. You just have to let them pick what they pick. 
and keep trying for themselves. See what works, see what doesn't. You can't guide them to love what you love. Like if your son picks up My Little Pony comic, you let him fucking buy it. Let it happen. (laughs) The end. Yeah. So anyway, that's that just got under my I, I, I was so pleased that that came up. I was a little curious when you have a geek set book like this. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like, you know, she she knows the, the author knows the world and obviously knows some of the yeah. roadblocks that can get in the way for that. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that actually comes up because um, as soon as she answers the phone or as soon as you know he hears her voice, he's like, oh, so you are a woman. And she's like, all right, is he one of these assholes? Yeah, here it, it didn't comes. seem like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's like, maybe there's also gatekeeping in the puzzle world, too. Um, which like snort. Oh, so 100%. I'm sure I there, mean, is. there is. Yeah. But <laughs> But yeah, and he was just like, oh, no, I just I just thought maybe you were. And I'm from his point of view, he's like, I'm kind of excited that you're a woman. This is weird. Um, uh, And so, yeah, he says he's not going to make recordings for her because he can't control what she's going to do with his words and his voice. Makes sense. Yeah. But she he will call her every night to put her to sleep and swoon. Uh It's wonderful. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So then. Oh, my God, we're 25 minutes in and it's only chapter two. (laughs) All right, here we go. (laughs) And believe me, I've already skipped over a million things that I love about him and about her and about her reaction to him because they're so good. I know they're (sighs) so perfect. Okay, so then we switch to his perspective and he's like really sort of excited that his one follower reached out when he closed down the live stream and deleted all his archives and everything. He thought about sending the follower an email but he didn't he want to be like, presumptuous. Yeah. And so and we find out that he usually thinks about this person right after some sort of relationship implodes because somebody can't handle the fact that he's really interested in puzzles and usually talks about puzzles. And you know? what's, what's so lovely is in the previous chapter, she said one of the things she likes about him is how deeply interested he is in something. And she finds yes. that sexy, which yes. same, right? People who have deep passionate interests are so interesting and so you know what he's looking for she's she's prepared to give to him we just have to get there (laughs) yeah um so he is working on an escape room for this anime convention (laughs) and uh, he's really excited about the escape room aspect but he doesn't understand the love for the show and that's one of the things like we just learn in the chapter and oh my god sarah i love the fact that he was like depressed during their streaming times and her support and like you know bolstering the fact that he's smart and capable via this live stream is what made him like turn his life around they both changed each other's lives without knowing it right he helped her get her website off the ground she helped him find worth and and a reason to keep moving forward Mm -hmm. and they didn't really know it and uh Uh, It is just delicious. mm -hmm. And it was her suggestion via Girls with Glasses Mm -hmm. that to check out the escape rooms. Look, there are a million coincidences in here. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like, but I don't care. I don't care. I I eat it up with a spoon. I I fork it up like that chocolate pistachio tart at the end of the book. I'm still thinking about the dessert buffet. Let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So then they call each other Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) he loves the sound of her sleepy, deep voice. And she loves his very soothing voice. 
And then he thinks to himself, I really want to soothe her in other ways, like with my mouth and with my hands. <laughs> and oh my God, why is my brain going there? And uh, oh, it's wonderful. So then she discovers his project, gets really excited. No more sleeping. No more sleeping. No. She's like, wait, you're doing, re- oh, what's it called? Reject uh, Project Reject Alpha? Ultra Squad. Reje- Reject Ultra Squad. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's this anime show that is like her favorite ever. I would watch that anime show. Would watch. So good. So one of the, I'm so interested when, when artists make art in their art. So Mm -hmm. an author who has to come up with a TV show or in a movie, when you have to depict an artist painting something, it's so hard to make art within art because that art has to be good to prop up what the, the, the narrative is telling. And so Mm -hmm. I thought she did a wonderful job here of setting up this anime. I would watch it. I'm sad it doesn't exist. If she wants to do a manga or something, please do. I would read that. I would so read that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, please, please write a manga. Manga, Alyssa Cole. Um, <laughs> we don't ask just, for much. Or just even a comic book. You know, if you want to do an, a comic book with anime style art, that would be fine too. I would accept that. If you yeah. want to do stick figures on the page that have also fine sexual tension and sword uh-huh. fights and dragons, I'll read that. If you yeah. want to do it on napkins over lunch, I yeah. will pay you to staple that together <laughs> and hand it to me. Thank you. Reject well, Squad Ultra. Also, <laughs> yeah. I also love that the underlying story, the subtextual story makes so much sense as to why Reggie would glom onto it Mm -hmm. because it it really mirrors her journey with her sister. Like it is, this thing is like, I don't know how many pages, 120 pages of tight, (laughs) well-crafted, amazing. And it never felt rushed and it never Never. felt like we glossed over anything. The the intricate layering of the themes and the plot and the conflict and the angst. Oh, so good. So good. So, okay. All right. Here we go, guys. (laughs) So Still in chapter two. (laughs) Still in chapter two. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So then he's like, he immediately switches gears and he renegotiates. He's like, okay, um, as long as you help me with this project, I will make you the recordings and I won't charge you for anything. And she's like, well, it sounds like you just want me to gush about my favorite thing. And then you're going to give me exactly what I wanted in the first place. So deal. (laughs) (laughs) Let's shake on it. (laughs) This isn't hard. (laughs) But then they planned a video chat and he's like, why don't we watch it together via video chat tomorrow? And she's very excited about this. I feel like a day's notice to video chat is not enough for me no. to wrap my head around it and to come up with, not to sound like Cher Horowitz from Clueless, but like the perfect lighting scheme. and the, <laughs> yes! Like that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it is. I got to clean my room, you know? <laughs> what am I going to wear? Am I exfoliated uh-huh. enough? And she actually does. I love that then in uh, chapter three, you want to yeah. be ready? That yeah. she, she moves straight into like, she busts out the nine step skincare regime uh-huh. that, that her sister sent her <laughs> and she's, primped and exfoliated and she's low cut oh yeah she's got this uh this this little camisole on this little tardis camisole because perfection i can't yeah and then she's like oh this angle is extra good for my boobs like uh whoopsie but sorry not sorry (laughs) but she's got the sleep bonnet on and Uh at the very last second rips it off rips it off tomorrow's hair be damned yeah tussles those curls she says she'll look like sonic the hedgehog (laughs) as a fellow as a fellow curly girl did you appreciate the care and attention that we spent on 
Yeah. yeah preserving curl structure. Uh-huh. Fighting frizz. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so good. In fact, I need I need to get myself a different sleep bonnet. Mine always falls off. It makes me sad. <laughs> so, I don't go full bonnet, but I do have the satin pillowcases, which I have is... I satin pillowcase, too. Yeah. I feel like if I also had a bonnet, I would just slide off the bed. I just feel like my head would... <laughs> So that true. Would, right? <laughs> you need some sort of traction. You do. <laughs> um, okay. And then, oh, man, he comes on the screen. Mm-hmm. And would you like to know what he looks like? Uh-huh. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Gus's static image shifted into a live video feed. And God damn, he was attractive. Really fucking attractive. There was that familiar square jawline and grapefruit red mouth and his plump lower lip. His face was lean and long with a slight with slight hollows that delineated his cheekbones but didn't make him look gaunt. His brown eyes were hooded, gently sloped beneath thick brows, and his skin was golden tan with warm undertones, enhanced by a white sleeveless t-shirt he wore. The t-shirt that revealed toned arms and the shadow of hair beneath his arms. She licked her lips, even though they were moist and exfoliated. It was a reflex to the thirst trap that had just <laughs> apparated onto the screen. Oh, God. Uh, it was the thirst trap that got me, too. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. So then, as they're video chatting, he has to stop talking because a siren, a really loud siren, goes by his place. And then they keep talking. And then like three seconds later, a very, very similar siren goes past her place. And, and both like, of them say, what? Yeah. She's like, weird. Emergencies across the country because she thinks he's in California and she's in Queens. And he's like, oh, yeah, I moved to Queens. She's like, hold on. Uh, she's and like, I also am in Queens. <laughs> so then he immediately recalibrates again. And he's like, okay. You're down the street. How about we watch the show together tomorrow? Because it's Saturday tomorrow. And she's like, okay, yeah, we can totally live stream. And he was like, oh, well, actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she invites him over to his place and says that she's going to cook dinner. And he's like, hold on, we're having dinner? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to feed you. Hello. (laughs) Like, how could we not? Okay. Yeah. And then she answers the door. The next day, um, he looks her over. She is her amazing Reggie self. And she's like, what are you looking at? Because it takes a little too long. And then he goes, I'm sorry, you're beautiful. <laughs> Just says it. Just, yep. You're beautiful. Just and and he, it. it's so he also I love when he he arrives at her house. He realizes she is turret in Queens rich. Mm-hmm. Like her house is a turret. And I love that's what we kind of. Didn't talk about that in the beginning, but she acknowledges her privilege throughout that she is able to do these things and move through the world the way she does because she has the means to do it. And his financial constraints are also part of it, but it's never an issue with them. It's never, you know, I just, I just love that he realizes, oh, this is how she lives. And then he calls her beautiful and he is a sentiment role. I love him so much. I know. Uh, And apparently he has this salad dressing. That is the salad dressing of anybody's dreams. Did you need more details on this? Because I needed more yes. details. <laughs> I did. Is it tahini based? Like is it, what? 
Tell me. Is is what kind of oils? What kind of what kind yeah. of spices go in there? What is it? I just know. like a really good ranch? I'm, that was so Midwestern. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it is not a ranch, Sarah. <laughs> Listen, oh. I podcast over. Take your Midwestern face. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. You betcha. I didn't mean to. Oh, just <laughs> is it a ranch? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think you knew about my absolute loathing of ranch. It's well, real. Okay, so can I also say in this chapter he thinks about her submerged in the dressing and that was a step too far for me no was it a hard limit for you hard salad dressing <laughs> up in places i don't care if it's a tahini or a ranch no yeah no. yeah no. i mean the oils could be beneficial you know but <laughs> i i don't need any oregano anywhere i feel like you know that would saying? chafe you know maybe maybe eh. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'd love to put her in a bathtub full of this dressing. That's the one misstep for me that he made, Fair. which is don't think about bathing me in dressing. Don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. But it is really cute because throughout this whole chapter, he's sort of trying to figure out, you know, what because she gets triggered a little bit, right? A couple of times, mm -hmm. like he goes to reach for something and she's like, no, I can do that because it's very important to her that people still see her as as being just as capable as she is which is pretty fucking capable mm -hmm. you know very and uh, in her past relationships a lot of times people end up either wanting to like take care of her or they want to like push her recovery further than is physically possible like it's it's a lot and so he, meanwhile, is just like doing things because that's how he does it. And he's because he's so observant, because he solves puzzles, he he treats her like a puzzle, but not in a creepy, objectifying way. Right. But he just compiles all this evidence and fits it together. But he had noticed during their video chat that her hands shook. And so when he slices vegetables, he slices them bigger so she can, yeah. you know, grab them with a fork more easily. He's uh, he's delicious. He is frankly perfect. <laughs> and then I don't know if it's this chapter, but he cuts something up and puts it in front of her and she's like i can cut my own food i think that's breakfast but say it's the same thing yeah. and he he's like oh i cut my own food i didn't know i won't do it for you next time yeah he's Crawl just like I, over. <laughs> I cut all my shit before i put it in front of me so i just automatically did it yeah yeah it's lovely anyway he like makes sure to to walk next to her instead of behind her mm -hmm. so that she doesn't have to like crane around and worry about what he's doing behind her chair and he talks about how she has like this this fleet of different kinds of wheelchairs and like she explains what each one does and each one has a different geek name. Sarah, did you die? I died. I died. Ugh. Oh my god. So good. And and one of them is 3D printed because she's trying to work on uh, more affordable, accessible, useful, customizable uh, mm -hmm. solutions for people. Yeah. So great. Yeah. It's delicious. And I love that she makes a point with them sometimes that she has that, like you said, in, in the first book, she has that red fuck you wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I just, she's so great. I, I love that she uses that to make a statement as she uh, moves through the world. Yeah, absolutely. I also love that he is a walking double entendre. He keeps saying things like, I'll call you when I get home. I can finish the job once you're under the covers and things like that. And she's just uh -huh. like, I don't think you're doing this on purpose, but it is working. But it is working. <laughs> it's yeah. good. And earlier in their phone, their first phone conversation, he was like, okay, do you want me to read you something boring so that you can go to sleep? And she goes, give it to me. And he... <laughs> loved that and she actually says everything they said to each other seemed to be dipped in innuendo sauce and served with a side of let's bang fries uh -huh. yeah 
delish. Um, yeah. So then they they chat the project a little bit, and then um, she takes him into her movie room, her media room, which sounds amazing. It sounds like the absolute dream. It's got a projector. It's got this amazing couch. It is just the best. And they end and up she, watching. And she's a little defensive about it. She's like, but this is what I do for my job. And he's like, no, this is great. This is. No, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking questions. This is great. And so their plan was to watch half of the show one night and then half of the show on Sunday night. Amateurs. You can't, you can't do that. Uh, gotta binge. just mainline go, that nonsense. Go big or go home. That's right. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he can't get enough of it because as she's explaining, he's starting to understand the appeal. He's starting to see the layers beneath, um, you know, the crazy anime reactions and and the vibrant colors and all of that. And so he can't he can't get enough. And they do the whole thing. OK, so then he's yawning. It's all over. And she's like, well, I do have an apartment downstairs that you could sleep in because it's late and then we could just like we could you know bang it out to well, that's not what she means but we can well we can go over everything tomorrow kind of but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> and so she's like yeah i've got this apartment downstairs for guests and he goes so a real life slumber party he asked his voice gravelly <laughs> and she kind of dies well then he, he when he gets to the apartment he calls her cuz he still has a deal to follow through on which is helping her fall asleep. Yeah. And so they come this close to the phone sex threshold and then dial it back. And can you imagine she, I she makes the point that uh they're literally te- teetering on the edge of phone sex that could be real sex because the call was literally coming from inside the house. Oh, <laughs> the horror movie reference is so good. I love her. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's delish. So she goes to sleep and then he his plan is to wake up in the morning and make her breakfast. And Uh he talks about how she hasn't lived until she um, eats his French toast. And so not a euphemism. Actually, French toast. Actually, French toast. That's right. There's no French toast stick in sight. Actual (laughs) French toast. Um, So, yeah, he makes the toast in the morning. And this is where we have the I can cut up my own food. Well, and and I loved this response because she's a little growly in the morning. She's a little short with him. Yeah. And, and instead of, I feel like me, I know me, I'd be like, oh, fine, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I would gone. Be like, oh, I shouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Later. But instead, he he kneels and he says, "Are you not a morning person? I can make breakfast. I cannot bother you. I can go. I don't want to get in your way, and I don't want to be your punching bag." And I yeah. love that he stood up for himself gently, but he also said. Tell me what you need. If you yeah. are not somebody who wants somebody around in the mornings, I'll bounce. Mm-hmm. I just such a perfect response. It's yeah. He make he makes me want to be a better, more patient person. I know. <laughs> right? I know. Absolutely. Like, yeah, asking the question instead of just having the knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. is something that I've been working on lately with mm-hmm. my toddler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. And then so then we find out that her sister has had the crazy, you know, climactic thing from a Duke by default that night, the night before. Uh-huh. So she's worried about her sister. And oh wait, no, uh, no, I think no, her, there's her, just it, her, they're about the story to, broke. Yeah, yeah, they're they're about to release the the information about him being a Duke by default, and yes. they get scooped by some 
trash magazine in England. Yeah. And so she's like, and I get that. Like if you're, if you're a, a, a news person, which she kind of is, you know, right. the frustration and the scramble to try to pull things together and have a different angle on it. And yeah, it's very, very understandable. Right. Well, and she says, um, and she goes, and now my sister's getting dragged into articles about this guy because they have some big scandal and I have a bad feeling. Portia isn't like me. And this is where she says that she's a pineapple and Portia is a squishy, squishy pear. And she's really sensitive. Um, yeah. And so it's, uh, it's so delicious. Well, and I love also that at one point, Gus sees a picture of Portia and says, oh, you're prettier. And Reggie's like, no. You don't talk about right. my sister like that. I know you're trying to be nice. And he's like, oh, I was being sincere. You are prettier. I like you more than I like her. But right. I gotcha. So- right. Well, and and that that also speaks to the way her, her constant frustration with her parents is that mm-hmm. they're always comparing them. Mm-hmm. And so she does not want this possible love interest doing the same thing. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was just an observation. Again, like I a paragraph know. that had 18 different layers built yes. into it. Ugh, so good. Oh, it's so tight. So, yeah, they're talking at the table about the escape room again and how you know what it's missing and it's really really good because he starts to really synthesize the things that she loves about the show and what made it the romance anime that you know really swept the nation i guess he starts referring to his heart as a rubik's cube in his chest and so that's a metaphor we get throughout that she keeps like twisting it until it's so i just die Uh, yeah it's so good yeah. And then so they're sitting on the couch. They've been chatting. And she has actually at this point, like asked him if she can take a break so that she can work. And so they're just working side by side. Oh, man, there was this early moment in my relationship with Michael, where he came to visit when I was at college. And um, so he was working on something and I was working on something. We both had our laptops out in front of us. And I looked over and I go, I just sort of giggled. And Michael goes, what? What's going on over there? And I was like, we're just we're just nerds in love. <laughs> is, is, that, really is that when you knew? Is that? <laughs> it was really cute. And, he, and of course, he just like eye rolls and shakes his head, but like smirks, you know, very, very Michael reaction. Every day I'm grateful that I'm married to a fellow reader. That makes such a difference yeah. that you can exactly just sort of, whether you're working in or reading or what have you, you know, it's somebody who understands sit and be quiet while we're doing this. Ugh. Yeah, you can just coexist and mm-hmm. be in your own little world, but still together. It's really nice. And also, he understands when you say, I need five more minutes to finish this chapter. Oh, right. okay. As you were. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's been talking about this breakfast and blush plan or <laughs> breakfast blush plan, because that's what he said the night before. And so she's like, OK, you can tell me about it. He goes, well, part two is a kiss. Can I kiss you? And her inner monologue is so good because she goes, OK, maybe that would have been smoother if he'd put some. Oh, no, he says, OK, maybe that would have been smoother if he'd put some thought into it. But she was nodding as she turned her head toward him. <laughs> But then can I say, he did not shut his eyes for an uncomfortable amount of time. Did you? I, was I that, think I wiped that from did my you gloss? Okay, you know what? He's the perfect man. He keeps his eyes shut at appropriate times. Forget I said anything. <laughs> Move forward. Because really, it's like eight paragraphs later that's like, he, he finally shut his eyes. Oh, thank God. Oh, no. I did not see 
that. Oh, yes, yeah. darling. Get those eyes closed. It's, it's when she slips her tongue into his mouth. Now Gus closed his eyes. Now? Now? Well, you yeah. know what? I, I sort of understand it. Because part of my problem with open-eyed kissing is that I just don't believe that you're being swept away in the sensation. So I, <laughs> I guess I understand that he's like trying to figure out if he's doing things right until... That moment, still, I it squeaks me out. Squeaks For, me out. Forget I'm I glad said anything. She didn't know. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm saying. She never knew. Her eyes were firmly shut because that is appropriate. <laughs> like a person, like a person yes. kisses. <laughs> yeah. So they have a really, really good kiss. It actually goes into like make out on the couch territory. He's on top of her. It is delicious it's uh-huh. a really really good long kiss just lots of long kissing there's a lot of long kissing in this book and i'm here for it yeah absolutely and the moment that okay this is so great it's my consent boner just <laughs> going all over the place so it says uh gus she gasped then turned her head to the sides so that his mouth landed on her cheek um maybe we shouldn't do this what do you think he pulled away because she'd pressed the stop button or at least pause on whatever was happening. <laughs> and he just goes, I like you a lot. I think you like me too, though maybe not as much yet. Like, am I wrong? And uh, he go- it says Reggie was still holding on to him. And she let out a shaky laugh and rested her forehead on his chin. Oh, it's so good. And she's like, you're direct. And uh, I like you too, though I'm guessing a lot has different value to each of us. Like there's so much really good mm-hmm. parsing of what things mean to both of them. And that's actually what the conflict ends up being is that he's just like all in from day one. He's like, I really, really like you. I get that you're probably not on the same page as me yet, but that's also fine with me until it's not. Yeah. And and there is communication and he knows that. And that's also the conflict is... I, you know, she told me I knew this and yet I let myself sort of gallop away. But right. I had I had every understanding, you know, that this is what she said. and This is what she meant. And so mm-hmm. there, they, they, there is no lying. There's no prevarication. Everybody's sort of on the same page. He's just an optimist. <laughs> oh, and she so just needs to get there a little faster. So oh. yeah, yeah, it's really nice. So yeah, she wants to. Okay. Reggie has had some bad experiences in the past, mm-hmm. like I said before. And so she doesn't think that she wants a relationship or at least she's sort of guarding her heart. A well, lot. she's, she's kind of waiting for the other shoe to fall. You know, is he going yeah. to try to start taking over and doing everything? Is he going to suggest he quit his job so he can just care for me? Ew. Right. You know, yeah, is, and ew. so she's just waiting for him to say the thing that's wrong at every stage in the relationship and he never does and I just don't think she knows how to process it. No, you know? no, no, no. Yeah, she's all she always thinks that um there's a terrible surprise coming for her. And so she is like, "All right, let's renegotiate this thing one more time. How about I we we do some consulting with benefits?" Cuz her <laughs> whole thing is this will be really really good for my website to be the consultant on this amazing escape room. And I love that she's a businesswoman. I love yeah. that she she looks at that and she sees the angles and she says, "Oh yeah, this is going to be good for my website, good for me. Let's do it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she so wants good. to make sure it's good. She doesn't want to put her name on something that's going to be subpar, and so she she's going to throw herself into this too. Oh, it's so yummy! And so he's like, "Yeah, that works absolutely." And he's sort of in the the place where he's going to take as much Reggie as she'll give him. 
you know, in, in, in any scenario, because he knows that he wants all of her, but, um, or at least he's pretty sure, but he also doesn't want to push her too hard. Mm-hmm. So it's really great. Then they make out some more. It's just, there's a whole like make out and work montage in this next yes. chapter. It's just making out and working. If they meet their goals, they get to kiss. I I could get on board with that reward system. Oh, That's <laughs> my gosh. I mean, knowing me, I would not, I am not a person that can be, okay, uh, an academic that I know. He wrote his entire master's thesis by by putting lining up gummy bears on top of his computer monitor <laughs> and saying every page I finish, I get to eat a gummy bear. And uh, that has that is some self-control that I can I would just I, <laughs> I did a page. And, I get all the gummy bears. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or I would just be like, look at all those gummy bears staring at me. I will eat them all. And then I will leave my master's thesis here to drive to the store to get more gummy bears. <laughs> like, like it would not work. <laughs> but that's very much um, the, each other's bodies are the gummy bears in this situation. <laughs> Oh, I will eat all the gummy bears. Oh, I will. That's right. I love I chapter seven ish. Uh, she mentions uh, iced coffee and how uh, she needs straws because yeah. she can't drink without spilling. And Alyssa Cole puts in here that yeah, straws are easier to ban than plastics, actually destroying the environment. And there also is a mention later of somebody not having enough spoons. Alyssa Cole knows. The, the language and the challenges and and some of the the issues in the community that you know as they talk about how to navigate the world with right. different abilities i just I, I i loved the research and it wasn't shouted and it wasn't like in all caps it's just there it's subtle and just so well it's integrated subtle and it's it's so real mm-hmm. it feels so real mm-hmm. and it's also matter of fact i mean i guess the, everything everything about these characters you could have done a very special episode, right? Like an after-school special, like yeah, I'm sure. a proud woman navigating the world with X or Y. It's it's matter of fact, nobody feels sorry for themselves. They are who they no. are. Take them or leave them. And if you don't like it, you know, get out of my life. I, it's it's so beautifully handled. It's so, just everything about this book is so good. All right. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. So it's, I think, the next weekend, and he's coming over again. He's been coming over pretty much nightly to, like, have after work, because he has his work job, and now this is his second job. He's hoping to make a career change. And let's review, this is a career change that she introduced him to. Uh, Okay, uh, sorry. For her favorite show. It's what's going to usher him into this Uh, new career. Uh, I can't. So, all right. (laughs) So she's like, we've been doing this kiss reward system, and tonight... Tonight, maybe they would do more than kiss. And she's pretty stoked about it. So they're going to barbecue in her backyard because she has a backyard in Queens and it is so yummy. And uh, he comes around the side and he's carrying this um, this bag, this little bag of of something. She's not sure what it is. And they had taken a walk the day before just around the neighborhood. And he momentarily saw her like pause and look into the window of a bakery that was closed. So they kept walking. Nobody said anything. And then he just shows up with a motherfucking tart buffet because he noticed the slight pause. Like she had a (sighs) stutter step as she walked past a closed business and he remembered it and he acted on it and he got a variety of flavors because he is the dream. (laughs) The dream. (laughs) The dream. Uh. 
And this is when she realized that she may have fallen in love with him accidentally. Oopsie. Um, And this is where, I mean, not that she hadn't already won my heart, but she talks about that their relationship was moving as fast as Barry Allen. And I just, I I just love her. She would be, I would be friends with her. She would be be heart emoji. This is how you talk. Yes. (laughs) You guys would have the best gift wars. (laughs) You would. (laughs) I'm kind of angry she doesn't actually exist. This is, I'm actually, yeah. (laughs) I know. And then he walks in and says, "Tis I, the sexy salad dressing sorcerer." He's such and a I, nerd. <laughs> I don't know what is cuter than that. I just don't know. I don't think there is anything. No. Ah, <sighs> yeah. And and this is I love this. You just talked about it, but um, it says she froze as the realization of what of that glowing feeling in her chest might be. Fuck, had she really fallen into an instant love trap? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, insta love trap. It's so good. And I hate to say it, but she has. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. what happened. <laughs> Absolutely. But it, is it instant? No, I would say no. They had three months. Yeah, they had three months of getting to know each other long distance, no pressure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now they're finding that, you know, they've got so much in common. It's just delicious. So they're they're cooking. They cook their chicken breasts and eggplant like champs. <laughs> and they eat them because they are good um, oh and then there's this walker that's sitting off the side of the porch and um because yeah when they took the walk yesterday she was in her normal wheelchair and so she he gestures to her and he's like do you ever use that and she sort of has this like sinking feeling in her chest yeah her hackles kind of get up right away like "Mm." yeah yeah because this has happened in the past so she goes sometimes and this is where normally it says in her previous relationships, um, they would always like try to fix her. They would always be like, well, what if you spent more time on the rocker than er, the walker? Then maybe you'd be able to walk someday or, or whatever, you know? And she goes, I can walk with it. But for me, it's not faster or safer, safer than the wheelchair. And it's definitely more tiring. And so she's chewing morosely. It says, like, say it, she's just say like, it, yeah, motherfucker. You, you better <laughs> try it. Um, <laughs> And then he goes, he goes, makes sense. Do you, uh, makes sense that you don't use it if it's not as safe. And he goes, do you want dessert now? And she's like, wait, that's it? (laughs) Yeah. And she gets kind of pissed. She's like, no, no, wait, what? You follow the script, you asshole. Like, (laughs) you let me down now. You have to disappoint me right now. (laughs) That's right. Um, And she goes, you don't want to see me use it? And he's like, uh, should I, do you want to show me? Is this, am I doing something wrong? (laughs) Um, Poor guy. (laughs) Yeah. And then he goes, so they talk about it a little more and he goes, if you want to show me, you can, but you just told me it was tiring and not safe. So like, no, (laughs) why would I want you to do that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it goes, uh, and this upsets her. And, uh, um, and then she goes, why don't you ever ask about my disability? And I love this because his response is like, well, because I'm I feel like I have all the time in the world to get to know you. And then as they as they fight some more, he's like, OK, fine. Why don't you ever ask me about my brain? I obviously <laughs> am not the same as everyone else. Like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm there's something a little different. So why don't you ever ask me about that? And her response is, I like your brain. Your yeah, brain is what? awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, I see nothing amiss with your brain. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, and then he goes, 
I want to know everything about you, but I'm fine with learning it piece by piece because for me, this isn't some short-term thing. We have time. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. And then, so then they, they have dessert. And then yeah. it's on. And then it is on TM. <laughs> Although I will say, I did have a slight hesitation because when they start moving inside, he says, Milady. And I gotta say, for, for Alyssa Cole is so steeped in nerd culture. I'm surprised that she doesn't associate that with the fedora nice guy hat tip yeah, yeah, milady yeah, yeah. crap like that threw me out more than anything else in this book Dang. and i was like oh no yeah milady oh. fedora tip uh would yeah. milady like me to explain the nuances of what that meant Ugh. when she said barry allen speed milady no <laughs> so that was the only thing but i mean he was doing the like i'm sir salad dressing Right. You know, like I get, I get where it came from. So I had, I actually had to talk myself down from being like, no, kick him out. You don't sleep with guys who call you a lady. Nope. <laughs> anyway, it's on TM. Let's do it. <laughs> it is on. It is on. Um, and this, this sex scene is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, they go up to her room and it's the first time that he's ever seen her room in real life. He saw it on the video chat, but he's like, oh my God, like there's, there's reject ultra squad stuff everywhere what do we think about the reject ultra squad bedspread i am anti i also am anti i'm okay with artwork and yeah pictures and things but the best it it felt like a like a disney princess bedspread on an adult woman's bed maybe a little little bit yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i was pretty anti but i'm glad it works for them you know know what she loves it and if it brings her joy god bless that's right that's (laughs) right and he wasn't turned off by it there you go Oh, yeah. And actually, it's funny because he actually says that her bed looks like something that a princess would sleep in, which I'm also pretty anti. But, you know, (laughs) that's just not my personal aesthetic. But she loves it. She owns it. And I like the juxtaposition of like badass website, comic geek lady and princess stuff. Yeah. Great. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. And then it says desire tumbled down his spine and he exhaled hard. I love that sentence because I've never seen that feeling expressed in such a good way mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. like I, I never would have put those words together but that's definitely what it feels like sometimes it's just like like the the tumbling down mm-hmm. as somebody who's written a couple of sex scenes yeah <laughs> it's hard it is hard to, it's hard <laughs> it's hard finger guns but no it's it's <laughs> it's tough to find ways to express that so anytime it's done well i'm just like oh that's uh-huh yeah that's good yeah nice work <laughs> yeah. And so it says, can I touch you more? Because consent boners abound. Mm-hmm. And it is so good. So he kneels down and goes down on her while she's while she's seated, right? He like just lifts up her skirt, mm-hmm. and goes down mm-hmm. on her there. And then she shifts into the bed and he like throws her up the bed a little bit. It's yum. Oh, and he he asks her to please rip open his shirt. He says, I can sew on buttons. Rip it. I know how to sew, he says, in the middle of sex after giving her an amazing orgasm. I know how to sew. You rip it, girl. I don't... I'm just... I can't. Gentlemen, take notes on this. It's so good. Okay. So then she talks about being nervous. And she goes, I've listened to your voice so many times over the last couple of years. 
Do you know how intimate that is? I listened to you so much and I thought I needed it. What happens now when you touch me? Like when we, if we, and she like trails off and she goes, what if I need that too? And I love, there's a whole paragraph of him mentally processing this. And he's like, is she going to get addicted to sex with me? Yeah. Or... Is that what she thinks? Like, <laughs> that I'm re- literally going to become her like sexy heroine. And then he's like, oh no, no. She's just worried about leaning on someone and like needing, depending on someone. Mm-hmm. And so he looks at her. And he goes, then I'll give it to you. I'll give you whatever you need. That's how this works. Oh, boy. Uh, And then when he goes to get the condom out of her bedside drawer, he rips the drawer out of the nightstand and just dumps it on the floor, which I love it because I think most people would be horrified. But in the moment, be like, that's fine. We'll deal with it later. Get in here. (laughs) Yeah. And they're both like, they both, I mean, they've they've been building to this for Uh so long. Uh And he just... Cannot, he doesn't have time to process the tensile <laughs> pressure of this drawer. <laughs> it almost felt like that was something from real life, right? Like yeah. somebody told a story about the guy who was like, I gotta have you now, Rawr, drawer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I love that it really fits into this, like, you know, he looks so suave. He is so sweet, but he's just a nerd. Uh-huh. And he's not, he's got a, he's got a, a maniacal kitten laugh and he <laughs> cannot have time for drawers. Yeah, finesse, not so much. Just (laughs) Yeah, it's so, so good. Okay, so they have really good sex. They do, yeah. And she's fully in love with him, but she's not ready to talk to him about it at all. But you know who is ready to talk about it? Gus. Oh, (laughs) Gus definitely wants to talk about it. Yeah. And so he thinks it and he thinks to himself, shouldn't say that out loud. And then he just blurts it anyway. (laughs) oh poor man and and he knows he knows as soon as he says it he's just like oh i mean i said what i said <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and i love that because he doesn't try to walk it back he's just like i this is how i feel i also know that that's again it's probably not how you feel right now and that's okay too i think we have all the time in the world mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and she kind of feels bad because obviously this is a little bit awkward but she agrees to just like keep on keep on doing this thing that they're doing and she'll see where it goes which to be fair we just read the sex scene so you know i get it yeah i feel like yeah yeah keep doing that I feel like it's gonna yeah yeah we yeah. definitely want to definitely want to keep that up <laughs> yeah so then a few weeks goes by i love this they just keep on being nerds in love for a few weeks mm-hmm. that we don't see on the couch, in the bed, wherever. Mm-hmm. They're working. Yeah. They're working side They're by going. side. She's, yep. yeah, it's great. And then this is where Portia has the the crazy, crazy climactic moment from A Duke by Default. Mm-hmm. And this was plotted so well because in a Duke by default, all you see is her conversation with um, Portia, and she says a friend noticed. When uh-huh. I read a Duke by default, I was like, "Oh man, she and her girlfriends got together," or like, you know. Yep, I a hundred percent thought it was it was girlfriends who were like, "Oh yeah, I heard." Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Yeah. So again, this gets to my love of the the, the Russian, like the the story told from two different POVs, yes. and it changes your yes. understanding of the first one. And and this time, when he when Gus hears her call him my friend, he's just like shatter, shatter, shatter. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Okay. So what yeah. happens okay. is Portia she doesn't drink in a Duke by default because she's trying to get her life back together. 
But then this story breaks and there's pictures of her all over the tabloids because she apparently became a super, super drunk mess at a really important party for this Duke. And um, she's gone into hiding. So Reggie's really frustrated because she wants to make sure that her sister's okay, but she can't get a call back. She doesn't know where she is. She knows that she finds out that like Naledi is with her, but mm-hmm. she's really worried and she resents the fact that that it feels like Portia doesn't trust her enough to call her back and like trust her with this really important thing. So as they're looking over everything, Gus is like, man, this is so weird because her nail polish is two different colors. Like, did they have a Manny-Petty station at this Royal Times ball? And <laughs> Royal Times. <laughs> yeah, Royal Times. <laughs> um, and... Reggie gets together with some of the geek squad that's on her website and she's like, wait a second, didn't you do a piece on this self-defense nail polish Mm -hmm. that changes color when you are roofied? And so Gus cracks the case. Gus figures out. He's the hero. He's the hero in in two books. I mean. Two books. (laughs) Unsung, that man. So she finally gets a hold of Portia. They have their beautiful reconciliation talk that we got in a duke by default from this end Mm -hmm. but yeah this is where gus hears her say that he's a friend and he has a quiet yet very reasonable little meltdown he he's he doesn't throw a fit he doesn't you know he just he kind of thinks it through like i am the one who pushed for all these things i pushed for the in person you know i pushed for all of this she told me she didn't want it. Right. I was warned. <laughs> Every single time the relationship moved forward, it I was, was the catalyst. Yeah. And so, wow, I am in love with this woman. She thinks I'm a friend. I need to go because <laughs> I need to save myself from this terribleness. Also, I love that part of that is that they watched Akira together and he didn't like it and she just yeah. allowed it. She was just like, okay, that's fine. And he kind of felt like, she didn't fight she didn't care enough to fight with me about it so oh yeah which also i saw akira for the first time recently and really same gus i i didn't it was <laughs> it was yeah i have not I seen t- it i probably need to watch it again because i wasn't sure what to expect and now i know what it is anyway it, we're not here to talk about akira but <clears throat> right, right, right. <clears throat> but meanwhile he has um while she's been working he's been setting something up in the apartment downstairs and he actually at one point texts her like don't come down here and she's like oh i yeah. want him too busy wait why shouldn't i come down there <laughs> right she's like i wasn't going to but now i want to <laughs> um, so now he's like okay I have set up this escape room demo for her downstairs. I really need to get all my shit home because I got to get this packed up. Yeah, because I'm I'm never coming here again. My heart is broken. (laughs) So he like quietly leaves while she's on the phone, goes down to the basement and starts cleaning things up. And she's like, you know, she can sense something's off, but she has no idea what it is. And part of her um, reconciliation with Portia was them talking to each other about their feelings that they've had since they were children. We're talking 20 years of misunderstandings about how they feel about one another. Mm-hmm. And so she goes down to the basement, sees that he's really upset, and she's like, what happened? What's going on? And also, why is there an escape room in my basement? Right? And also, <laughs> this looks amazing! <laughs> like, whoa! So he's like, don't worry, I'm getting it all cleaned up. This obviously isn't what I thought it was. And so I am going to go. I wish you the best. 
I just can't be here anymore because heartbreak. Oh. And and he doesn't say it in any kind of guilt trippy way. He's just very like, this is what I have to do to preserve myself. Bye. <laughs> and so she, oh God, she stops him and she's like, I just, I just fixed something that should not have been 20 years of heartache and tension and misunderstanding you know like I just did that with my sister and so I want to make sure that we have nothing like that I was really afraid but I love you mm -hmm. and I just need you to know that I am on the same page with you I was just terrified to say it out loud it's so sweet <laughs> and she says all this while she's holding like she undid one of the escape room clues and it unfurled a rose. And so she's holding this rose and she, that he basically designed for her, right? It's going to be in the yep. escape room, but he did it for her. And so she's holding yeah. it and they're talking and, uh, and she admits that she had a crush on him, like to herself and to him both that while we were mm -hmm. chatting all those years ago or months ago. Uh, yeah, it is really, really delightful. And again, it's, it's resolved in 20 minutes, like the, from yeah. him deciding, Oh, I cannot be here anymore. She doesn't want me on out to I love you. 20 minutes tops. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Me too. And just like hearts and cards and life on the table. Uh -huh. Everybody's on the same page now. It's wonderful. And so they live happily ever after everybody. There's no other way that it could the, possibly happen. I mean, sh yeah, it's, uh, it's so good. It's yeah. such a sweet story. And it's, it's, not cloying because of her Reggie's voice and and humor and you know there's nothing about it that's going to give you sugar shock and yet no. if you need a comforting read this is oh it's so good it's yeah. so good yeah and it closes with like I can't even read it to you because we didn't get into the subtext of the <laughs> show like the you know the made up show yeah. Ultra Squad. Um, but it closes with that. Like it is so gorgeous. Yeah, it's got to it's got to do with somebody being cursed and and so she mm. jokes that he's cursed. Uh, it's, yeah. it's really yummy. Yeah. So yeah, I can't even oh, and then and then you guys <laughs> I had to stay up reading the first time I read this because the first two chapters of A Prince, A Prince, A Prince on, paper, on paper, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there. And I okay, it is currently April 7th. This is going to come out, I think, on like April 15th or something like that. My birthday is April 16th and A Prince on Paper comes out on April 30th. And I just have to say that I, uh, the only thing I want for my birthday is a, a <laughs> an, an early Prince on Paper. <laughs> no, I can wait the two weeks. It's fine. It's fine. Um, my birthday was two days ago. I did not realize <gasps> we were both. Oh, yeah, we're both Aries. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah so i loved this i loved the nerddom mm -hmm. i loved everything about it i i loved the the inclusivity the nerddom the, the 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 fluff and the happy and the communication nothing gets my back up more than romance novel characters who will not talk to each other they yeah. talk to each other everything about it was perfect and beautiful and it's a novella so you can knock it out in the night if you just are like i had the worst day and i need something that's gonna make mm -hmm. me feel good read this also can i tell you how embarrassingly long it took me to figure out oh the title is can't escape love because uh. <laughs> <laughs> at first 
I read it, I was like, oh, that's one of those, like, if you play different background music, it could mean something really different. Oh, yeah. Can't escape love or can't escape can't love. Escape love. <laughs> and then about that's halfway true. through, I was like, oh, 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 that's uh-huh. clever. It's very clever. <laughs> so, I know. 10-10. Would read again. <laughs> Same. Same. Thank you once again. Thank you, Alyssa Cole. Yes. We are such big fans. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, and I know, I know I'm going to be in love with uh, Johan. I know it. I can't wait. Cannot wait. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess that can be a late birthday present for me as well. Just a little later. Yeah, exactly. All right. Do you have a lady love? I do. And I'm trying to keep it in the geek genre since this is what we just spent an hour and whatever talking about. Mm -hmm. The movie Shazam came out a couple days ago. It is delightful. It's a perfect superhero movie. If you like fun, light, bouncy, not uh, heroes who break uh, the necks of their enemies. It's a great, it's a great superhero movie. But it stars Zachary Levy, who is uh, delightful, charming. I feel like in real life, he would be this squishy, amazing human. He uh, came to my attention in the TV show Chuck. And yes. I recently rewatched Chuck. I watched it when it was airing live uh, starting around 2006. And my husband and I sat down the other day and said, you know what? We're going to rewatch Chuck and it Ooh. was worth it. So if you have not seen the TV show Chuck, which aired on NBC in the early mid aughts, uh, I suggest you check it out. It is on Netflix. If you have seen it, Go back and watch it. It holds up. It's fun. I was worried that it wouldn't be as good the second time around. It's honestly, it's even better in a binge. So uh, my lady love is get you a nerdy TV boyfriend who looks like Mm -hmm. Zach Levy and rewatch or watch for the first time Chuck and then go see Shazam and just fall in love with his curly, dark haired goodness. Uh huh. Actually, is the moment you said Shazam, my brain went, oh, beefy Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Chuck been to the gym. Oh, Oh, yeah. Chuck worked. Zach Levy worked hard for us. And I want to thank him. Thank him. (laughs) Yep. And actually, that's also where I discovered my love of uh, Yvonne Strahovski, I think her name is. Yes. Or Yvonne Strahotsky. Oh, there you go. (laughs) That is her name from now on. Yeah. Yvonne Strahotsky. I will be able to remember that. She is just a blonde goddess. She's just blonde. Yeah. And so talented. Yeah. And and honestly, watching Chuck in a binge, as opposed Mm -hmm. to week by week with, you know, a summer in between when they were off, you see the evolution of her character and his and it's, oh, good. It's good. It's good. I love it. Um, So what's yours? Yeah. Good question. (laughs) I forgot to do that. I can say more things about Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, See, he's a spy. He's he's an accidental (laughs) spy with a computer in his brain. (laughs) Yeah, he's adorable. Oh, my gosh. My lady love, I think, is going to have to be Oreos. That's <laughs> I feel like you're looking around the room looking for things to love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my friend came over uh, yesterday. Actually, so sort of a dual lady love. Um, we had a couple of friends over because we needed to fix some steps. And the boys decided to, like, make it a boy day. Oh, no. Um, Yeah. So they, like, it was really fun. They went, um, like, they went and got the supplies. And then they went, like, to get a beer. And then they came back. And they were doing all the things. (laughs) And it gave me the opportunity to, like, have some quiet, which was nice because I had the baby, you know. And so my girlfriend came over. And she always brings me a treat. Every time she comes over to visit, she always brings a treat. Uh, it was it's often Oreos because she knows that they are vegan and I love them <laughs> to death. So I think my lady love is because I wasn't I wasn't in a very 
seeing people mental place yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was just like, mm-hmm. I would rather watch terrible episodes of 2020 and like not see anyone <laughs> and just like live in my brain right now, which is not the right response for me usually. Like mm-hmm. I should not indulge those impulses. And so when Michael was like, oh yeah, you know, like I think that um, I think that Justine's going to come over. I was immediately like, oh, this is going to be really good for me and I'm going <laughs> to like it as soon as it happens. But until then, I'm just like, mm, I really want to be a hermit and never come out. <laughs> that is so much of my life, by the way. This is going to be good for me and I'm going to enjoy it. But yes. right now, I'm going to dread having to put on pants and go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it was. they. She came over and then that turned into ordering in and having wonderful dinner and talking about life and like, Aww. you know, just reconnecting with good friends. So I think my actual lady love is part one Oreos. Part two, try to recognize the times when something will be good for you. You just have to push yourself to do it. That's good. And that's that's it. I have an Oreo question. Yes, can tell me everything. Do do you go for the gamut of flavors and cream filling amounts, or do you just want classic Oreos? Like how how experimental are you? My favorite thing about the Oreo is actually the wafer. To the point. Podcast that I, over. <laughs> I know, right? I know. So many people disagree with me on this. To the point that if I just have, like, if you give me a double stuff Oreo, I will probably scrape the icing off with a knife, put it onto a paper towel, and only eat the cookies. That's okay. half the time when I eat Oreos, I scrape off any icing that's on it and only eat the cookie. <laughs> I have to introduce you to my husband because I once picked up a, bo- a thing of Oreos and found it was just the cookie because he'd scraped out the cream and eaten all the cream and what? just left all the wafers. And as I picked up the thing and I was like, what the fuck? What a dick. <laughs> but you two would get along great because you could we take would. the cream off. I would scrape it hand to him <laughs> and then he could just go to town. It's like how he only really likes pizza crust. He doesn't super love the cheese and the toppings. And so he'll scrape yeah. it off. And I'll be like, I will take that pile of melted cheese and pepperoni, please. Thank you. Here is my crust. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to find a person who compliments your weird eating stuff. Man, it's so true. But I will say that if I am going for a wacky flavor... It's usually peanut butter. They're oh. so good. The peanut butter Oreos. Fair. Yeah. Amazing. I do not scrape off any of that icing. Ugh. Well, now I want Oreos. I know. I know. I have some upstairs still because oh. I only ate two thirds of the package yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent lady love. <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oreos and good pals. Okay. So. What do you want to plug? We sh- we haven't talked about your podcast oh, at all. So yeah, where can they sure. find your podcast? Uh, I uh, do a podcast every week with my co-host Ed O'Hare. It's called the DC TV Report. We talk about live action DC television. So Arrow, Flash, Supergirl. We do Lucifer. We'll do iZombie when it comes back. Legends of Tomorrow, Gotham, all the stuff on DC Universe. So every week, a uh, new episode drops usually on Saturday night, Sunday morning. We also have a special episode that's dropping. It will probably be out by the time you're listening to this, talking about Shazam. When they're the big DC movies, we try to do a special pod for that so uh yeah dc tv report you can find me on twitter at sarah netzley s-a-r-a-n-e-t-z-l-e-y you can also find sarah whitney my yeah. author so i really struggled with the pen name thing and i don't want to i know we're already long but no, 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 no it's okay partly partly wanted to write under my own name because i'm not you know, I'm not ashamed to write fiction. I'm not ashamed to write romance. I, I don't want right. to hide behind another name. But at the same time, I do. I'm a professor and I have academic publications. And 
I just needed a little bit of separation in my two interest areas. And so I'm Sarah Whitney. So you can find me on Twitter, S-A-R-A-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y. Uh, also on Facebook, Sarah Whitney Author, stuff like that. Hit me up. I'll send you all the links. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to grow that and to kind of explore in that direction too. After a lot of academic writing for many, many years, I get to do some really fun, lovely, sexy writings. So. Hell yeah. Very, very <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. And then you know where we are on social media. Instagram is at Heaving Bosoms. Twitter is at Heaving underscore Bosoms. Facebook is the Heaving Bosoms podcast. Then we have the Geriatric Friendship Cult, which is our closed group. And one of my favorite things on Facebook, honestly. So. Yeah. It's a really, really happy place most of the time. And then our website is heavingbosomspodcast.com. And you can always send us an email. That's heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We love replying to your comments on our posts. We love like, you know, tweeting at you. We love the interaction. So do not ever, ever, ever be afraid to reach out. Yeah. So keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love a dessert buffet. Hell yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, lady. I'm so glad we could do this. Oh, this this was really fun. I got to do a show with Erin. Now I've got to do one with you. I feel like I've had the full Heaving Bosoms experience. Thank you. This was great. (laughs) No problem. All right. I'll talk soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.